There are very many people who have problems with learning to love. We talked about learning to love a few broadcasts past when we were talking about loving a retarded child. Many people don't even realize that you can learn to love. And yet the Bible says so much about love that we need to learn. It would be foolish for the Bible to spend as much time and to take as much space as, for example, a whole chapter in 1 Corinthians 13 explaining how we can love if it were something we could not learn to do. Love is not simply an emotional feeling that comes upon us and suddenly takes control of us. Love is something that we need to learn from the Word of God and need to learn and by putting into our experience day by day. Now, here, for example, is a letter from someone who has this problem of learning how to love. The letter goes this way. There is little or no hope left for our marriage. We're Christians, but my husband and I have never had a vital Christian home. Now that the children have gone, there's nothing left for me. My husband and I have nothing in common. I know that the Bible says divorce is wrong, but don't you think that even divorce is better than a marriage from which all love has been drained out? Well, it's not what I think, of course, that means anything, but it's what the Bible says. And the Bible makes it abundantly clear that love is not a matter of feeling first. This idea of love having been drained out and therefore the marriage uh, having been uh, ha uh, being on the rocks is certainly a wrong concept of marriage and a wrong concept of love. Now let's go back and look at that letter for just a moment. Notice that the marriage was not built upon biblical principles to begin with. There were problems. Now that the children have gone, there is nothing left for me. Here was a woman who for years had put a lot of her stock, a lot of her interest, of her investment of herself and of her love, her giving of herself, in her children. In fact, she put too much in her children. It's not wrong to love your children, of course, and it's not wrong to invest yourself in them, but she has sinned by putting her children before her spouse. She has made the children the cement of her marriage, and by cementing that marriage together with children, which is not a kind of cement that the Word of God allows for, now that the children have left the home, the, the blocks of the marriage are coming apart as the cement is pulled loose. In other words, you can't hold a marriage together by love for children. You can't hold a marriage together by that love because the marriage itself needs to have love. And when the children go, there's no longer any loving relationship between the husband and wife since there never was one at the beginning and no longer any love for anybody in that marriage since now the children are gone. It was a wrong investment in the first place. Listen to what Genesis 2.24 says. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. The union is between the husband and the wife. The fundamental element of a marriage is not a husband-son relationship or a husband-daughter relationship or a mother-son relationship or a mother-daughter relationship, but the fundamental relationship of a marriage is a husband-wife relationship. Children are put into a home 
temporarily only. For God has given us our children to train, to train so that they can grow and fly out of the nest and build their own, have their own marriage, their own relationship for life. And God has made that relationship only temporary. He says that it's temporary and it is secondary, that a child must leave his father and his mother. Now here's a woman who's hanging on to her children and who now when they have left realizes that there is nothing else left for her. All these years when she should have been building on the relationship between herself and her husband, she has been building a relationship in the wrong direction, which could not satisfy and now has pulled the marriage apart. Now she may say, of course, her husband would not build a relationship to her. And that, of course, may very well be true. But if they're both Christians, then she should long ago have dealt with this matter before her husband or be with the pastor of the church. This should not have gone on and she should not have substituted the children for her husband. They could never take his place. You can never find the satisfaction in the relationship to children that can only be found in your spouse. And there was where she failed. So my suggestion is, is that this is wrong not only for the children, uh, for the husband and for the wife, but it's also wrong for the children. My suggestion is, is that she takes a hard look at her life to see if she has made this marriage of her children very difficult. Sometimes when the last child leaves home, the parent clings to that child and won't let them go. And there's a lot of heartache and a lot of grief over letting that child go. Well, if you've given that child grief because of your own failure to make a right relationship with your husband or because of the failure of both of you, then you need to go to that child and apologize and make things straight as a beginning because the child must leave his father and mother. The word of God commands it. But you must cling to your husband and he must cling to you. That's the other side of it. And how can you love him when all the feeling is drained out? Well, you can learn to love him. You can love him as Christ loved the church, which had nothing lovely about it. We were sinners, rebellious. We were sinners who were enemies of God. We were sinners who flaunted our own ways in the face of a living God who told us what to do and not to do in his laws and his commandments. And yet God loved us. He loved us by sending his son. Love begins not with feeling, but it begins with giving. Love, God so loved the world that he gave. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. He loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20. Love and giving are tightly tied together in the word of God. It's like faith and works. James says, show me your faith without your works. It can't be done. Show me your love without giving. It can't be done. If you want to begin to love that husband as you have not loved him in the past, if you want to begin to make this marriage what it ought to be, then start investing yourself in him. Put your time, your interest, your concerns into him. Give, give as you have never given before. And you husbands, give to your wives if there's something wrong on that side too. I suggest that you do this, that you begin to make a list of all the ways in which you can please your husband, in which you can do things just to please him, in which you can give of your time, your interest, your thought, your concern, not uh, to give your time to self-pity and to feeling bad and to complaining and to thinking about how uh, bad it's all going to be now that the children are gone and how little you have, but to give your time over to thinking about how you can please that husband of yours in legitimate and biblical ways. Make a list and do one small thing just to please him every day. Start investing yourself. Give. Give, give as you have never given before, 
and you will find that it is more blessed to give than to receive. You'll begin to find the feeling flooding back in. The well may, might be dry, but the streams of living water can come flowing back with a new kind of coolness, a new kind of depth, a new kind of life-giving power that was never there in that marriage before. And you know, when you begin to do, to really give of yourself with vigor and aggression and with joy and with, with happiness and with concern and with a determination that you will love this man by giving to him all that you have and all that you are, the chances are in God's sight he will do something about this and that husband himself will come around in a new and different way. Lord, we pray that you will truly give wisdom to many women and many husbands today to give. For we pray in Christ's name, amen.